Hi friends, I'm Courtney. I'm a performer, speaker, and a writer. I'm a mama to three crazy boys and a super sweet dog. I decided 12 years ago that I needed to create a business that worked for me instead of me working for it. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur who may be considered a serial entrepreneur by some, but then I realized that all of my businesses focused on connection, community, and creating an incredible experience. I cannot wait to share with you how to make small but mighty changes in your life to affect your overall well-being and create a life and business you want to get up in the morning for. That's right, my friends. I am the Renaissance Mama. Hi friends, it's me, Courtney, the Renaissance Mama, and I want to thank you so much for taking the time to check out my show. If it's your first time here, well then, welcome my friend. You are in good company. The Renaissance Mama is all about parenting, running my business, and wearing the very many hats I do, calling myself the Renaissance Mama. So, I don't know if any of you guys know, but I am slowly creeping up to my 100th episode, something that I am extremely proud of. When I started this project, it was something that was sort of calling to me, it was something I knew I wanted to do. I didn't know where it was gonna lead. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I just knew it was something I wanted to create. And one of the things I get asked all the time is, how did you create your show? How do you do it? People are definitely interested in potentially starting a podcast or a video show. So I thought that's what we could chat about today is if you are interested in starting your own show, I'm going to share with you some of my tips, my tricks, and possibly some of the hesitations I had and how I just got over all of that. So in case you don't know my story, two years ago, I was in a spot where I just felt like I was kind of stuck. I was stuck in my life. I was obviously a mom of my boys. I was working, you know, my job. I had my, my businesses, but nothing was really engaging me. I went into 2020, like most people thinking it's a new decade. I'm going to kick butt. I had all these big goals, but of course, reality and life had a totally different vision for everybody. I spent most of 2020 surviving like a lot of us did, but I also spent a lot of time sort of reflecting on myself and learning about myself and really sort of digging deep. I knew I was waiting for something to happen, a change to happen, and I decided I couldn't wait any longer. I needed to create and make that change. I also realized that one of the things I thought I had always wanted in my life, which was to perform and be on stage and entertain, really didn't line up with the life that I had created and the life that I loved. So it wasn't like you can have this or this. Like I just didn't know how the two worlds would go together. So instead I thought, why not create something? And that's more like me anyways, right? Like if I don't see the path I want, I am cutting things down and creating that own path. If I don't see the project I want or the show I want, that I am making it happen and I create it. So I started my show originally as a podcast, just a podcast. And I say just a podcast because I have a friend of mine who says, 
anybody can do a podcast, right? Everyone and their brother has a podcast, but if you want to do something even more, have a show. So this is my show, not just a podcast. Not that there's anything wrong with a podcast, but that's where I started and then I moved on to a video show. Just to give you perspective of how many people are creating podcasts out there and how popular they can be, in 2021, there was reported to be more than 740,000 new podcasts. In 2022, it dropped to 244,000. And in 2023, it dropped again to 222,000 podcasts, new podcasts. There's still tons out there that are, are there and kicking and amazing, but these are new. So these are people that are like, hey, this is something I want to do and take the risk and do it. So that's what I thought would be a really great topic today about just how do you put yourself out there. Why are you starting a podcast or a show? It's going to kind of work for both. I'm hoping to get into some specific details because I feel like that's something that people always get a little bit worried about, but I hope you enjoy it and let's hop into the show. Okay. So the first thing you need to do when you want to create a show, I believe you need to decide who it is that you want to speak to. Now, I know some people are going to tell you the opposite. They're going to say, no, 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 you need to decide what you want to say and what your show is all about and what your voice is. And here is why I believe the opposite. So if you think about it, even if you decided you wanted to do a show about true crime, if your audience is women in their 40s, or men in their 20s, I think they would like to be spoken to very, very differently. I think women in their 40s might want different details about true crime, right? Whereas men in their 20s might want something else very different. So you can see how knowing your audience is so key when you're deciding to create a show. The other thing is sometimes people are like, well, I'm just going to do it general people who like true crimes. That's my audience. And that's where we get when we're too general, our shows probably won't grow as much, right? They're not really connecting with anyone. They're not being that specific. Once again, I go back to those examples of the women in her 40s and the man in his 20s. They want totally different things. So even though they love true crime, just kind of blanket statement out there talking about true crime or a story, you're probably not going to make that really close connection. Have you ever watched a TV show or listened to a podcast and you're like, oh my goodness, that person is like, they feels like they're talking straight to me. And that to me is actually one of my favorite things about these shows, like video shows or podcasts. Like it feels like you are connecting with somebody one-on-one. -on -one. It feels like you're having a private conversation you're, you know, maybe you're in their earbuds, you're telling them a story, you're talking to them, you are connecting to them. So if you are trying to talk to someone and it's very general, that connection is going to be harder to create. Where if you decide who it is you want to talk to, then you know what? The ideas of the show and all of that stuff, that stuff will come and that stuff may change. I knew when I first started my show that I wanted to talk to moms. I wanted to talk to moms, busy moms. I used to run a company where we had these mommy baby programs and my very favorite part of every class was the very beginning where we sat down and I usually told a story. 
you know me, I'm a storyteller, I like to entertain, and I would tell the group a story about whatever. It didn't have to be anything important. It could have been my morning, or I, I heard a funny thing about this, or someone said this, or my kid did that, or my husband did this. Whatever it was, that story was usually what started the conversation. That story usually started the connection between all these different women. So I knew I wanna chat with moms, I wanna chat with busy moms because that's definitely who I relate to most. And then I also had this idea that I really wanted to chat with moms who were potentially looking for something more. And that could've been something more in anything. Like they wanted a change, whether they wanted a change in their career, whether they wanted to start their business, maybe they wanted to grow their business, maybe they wanted to make a change within themselves. But I knew I really wanted to talk to that mom. Um, that was gonna be my ideal audience because it was where I was a few years ago. And if you pick an ideal audience that you can connect with and you know what it's like, I find it's much easier to make those connections and and really reach out to them because you know what they're looking for. You were them at one point, right? So if you really kind of create this ideal audience, your show will really, in some ways, almost make itself. The next thing I knew is I knew I wanted these moms. I wanted these busy moms. Well, now I know who I was speaking to. Well, then I could start designing the show a little bit more. So I knew for myself, I didn't want anything too long. I was listening to a lot of podcasts at the time, really enjoyed a lot of podcasts, but anyone that was over an hour was a big deal for me. Like I, I usually listen to podcasts on my run. So I found like if it was an hour, I'd have to do like two runs before I even got through the full podcast. And then sometimes I felt a little disconnected. So I knew I wanted my episodes to be a little bit shorter. I wanted them to be like half an hour, um, 35 minutes. Sometimes with my guests, I get chatting. I know, but I knew I wanted to have that like short time frame because my vision was these busy moms putting in their earbuds or putting on the show. And then, you you know, doing it in between the daily things. It wasn't a show that people sat down and put all their focus into because that's not who I was talking to. It was a show that they like, it fit into their day and it made them laugh and it made them feel good. So once you know who it is that you want to speak to in your show, now you have to figure out what it is you want to talk about. And I know I said, you know, sometimes you can start with something and this may change. And I truly believe that. I find sometimes when people are looking to create a show, first of all, they wonder if they are going to have enough to say. Like, what, what if I run out of ideas? What if I, I don't know what else to do? That is where I think if you are very clear on who you're speaking to, Yes, your voice may change. Your structure of your show may adapt. It probably should because you're going to adapt and you're going to change and your audience is going to want different things. So don't get so caught up on like, I need to find the perfect thing I want to chat about. Just kind of create a structure that you can work with, but also know that it might change. It might be ad adapt and you can be totally okay with that. So one of the things I knew I wanted to chat about, I told you, is was I wanted to um, 
chat with these moms who may be looking for a change, maybe wanted to, you know, have some self-development, maybe want to start a business, maybe want to grow a business. So in my head, I create a little bit of a structure for myself because that's how I work best is that I have some sort of plan. I found if I have a plan, then I can't get stuck. I can't have excuses. I can't say what's next because I'm like, wait a second. I made the plan. I know what's next. This is what it is. So when I first started my show, I had in my head this kind of structure of, okay, I'm going to do it once a week. I'm going to have two episodes a month. It's kind of be more geared towards that, that change, that business, that, you know, self development area. One episode, I did want to chat about parenting and I wanted to share some of my funny stories and talk about my family and talk about other parents that I'm chatting and interacting with. And then one episode, I wanted to have a guest. And as of right now, I've only had women on my show. Um, I guess it was kind of on purpose. I knew I wanted to talk to incredible women that just really inspire me. And I just wanted to have those open and honest conversations. The other thing I knew I wanted to do with my show is I didn't want it to be perfect. The first few episodes, I did have a script and that was totally not my jam. Um, but I also didn't want it to be perfect. Like I don't want every single thing to be 100% perfect because when I go back to thinking of my audience and those busy moms, they're not looking for perfection. They're right. If I stumble my words, I stumble my words. It happens. I remember the first few you know, little while I was stopping and re-recording and editing and cleaning every little thing. And then I thought, wait a second, that's not who I am. And that's also not what I wanted to represent. I also didn't want big production value because I think one of the favorite things about my show, and I hope you think so too, is this open and honest conversation. I want it to feel like you and I are just hanging out, having a good time and having this, this beautiful conversation. The other thing, when I say like things may change and things may adapt, uh, recently I did this mom diary series, which has been on hold, but I'm definitely going to get back to it. And it was just something that I thought would be really kind of fun. I thought about like those seasons of motherhood and what it would look like. And I, I put it out there and what was so beautiful is I thought it was going to be one thing and it kind of turned into something totally different. And my favorite part about it was that I just started hearing these incredible stories by all these different moms that really opened my eyes of like, wow, everybody has a story to tell and they're so interesting. So things may change. Who knows? There might be some changes in the Renaissance mama, but I still know who I'm speaking to. I know what my audience is all about. I know what they're looking for. I, you know, I read reviews. I chat with my audience. I survey them. I'm always trying to figure out what it is people are looking for, but I also know things may adapt and change. So that parenting series or that mom diary series of like just these open, honest stories of real moms, it was beautiful. It was so fun to hear the response from people. It was so fun having conversations. So just so you know, Renaissance Mama, who knows? It might adapt, it might change. And like I said, that is fine. If you are starting a show and waiting to figure out like the perfect time or the perfect, you know, what the show is, I say just start it. 
If you don't just start it, you are going to get stuck. You are going to question yourself. You're going to, you know, take your time. So that would be probably my next words of wisdom. If you want to start a show, do it. When I was, you know, thinking of the podcast at the time, I, there was a few times where I went to go record it and I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Oh my gosh. And I would stop. Right. And there was a few times that I thought, Oh, really? Am I going to just gonna do this? But you guys just gotta do it. You gotta find time, put it on your calendar and be like, all right, here I am. I am recording it. Press the button, see what happens. And then you can go from there. I would say when you first start, even now, whether it's video or audio, don't judge yourself too hard. Just, just appreciate it for what it is. I find as people, when we put ourselves on video or audio or anything like that, we are by far our worst critics, right? The things that you notice in your video or in your audio, other people won't notice. You think they will. You're like, oh my God, my hair looks so weird. My, my arm was weird. What was I doing to my hands? Like you notice all those things the audience won't notice those things. So do not judge yourself too harshly. Just find who you want to speak to, figure out what it is that you want to say, how you want to say it, and start. Press play, press record, go do it. Because if you don't, you're going to hold yourself back. Okay, so next thing you want to do once you've figured out who did you want to talk to, what do you want to talk about, you're just starting and going and doing it, then you got to get, get a little nitty gritty, get the work in, right? So I do spend some time editing my show. I know I said I don't want perfection, but I want it to feel good, sound good. If I do make huge mistakes, I, I stop recording. If I'm on audio and things get too messy, I do clean it up a little bit. I think there is an element that I want to present myself, you know, professionally, but not perfection. A few minutes ago, I was trying to record and my dog was playing with his squeaky toy. Well, my friends, that was going to bother me. It was going to bother you. So I finally hid the squeaky toy he's probably looking for right now. But so figure out different ways you can edit. I honestly, when I first started, just did it off my computer. I love my Apple computer. Um, when I first started with a podcast, I was doing it on GarageBand or when I was doing video, I did it on iMovie, but there's tons of other free resources if you want to use editing. And I just said, I, it doesn't take too long. It's not super technical, but it is worthwhile to clean up what you're doing. So although it doesn't have to be a huge production value, everything doesn't have to be perfection. It is nice to obviously put your best foot forward and share something that you are really proud with. I don't know about you guys, but my husband, whenever we clean our house, we'll clean, clean, clean. And then he will leave like something at the front door. And it blows my mind because I'm like, you just spent, we spent, you know, two hours, whatever it is, cleaning the house. But the moment someone walks in, <laughs> they're going to see like your jacket lying on the ground or whatever it is. And it, that to me thinks, I think of these shows, right? Like you spent all this time putting it together you know, why not spend that extra, you know, five, 10 minutes to just clean it up a little bit, clean it up. So it feels good. It feels nice. Or else people are gonna be like, Oh, why, why did that person leave that part in? Right? So I always joke, I joke with my performers too, right? Whatever you sort of end with, uh, you want it to be 
pretty nice because that's what people will remember the most. Okay, so the next thing you wanna do once you've kind of done your editing, your, your video or audio is ready to go, you need to find a place to host it. So one of the biggest questions I always get is how do you get your podcast out there, right? How do you get your show out there? So if you are doing video, I would highly suggest just start open, uh, opening, just start uploading that bad boy to YouTube. YouTube is obviously very, very popular. You put it on public if you want to share it. Um, just be aware that once it's out there, my friend, it is out there. So that's a great resource. Um, it does take a while to build. Do not be surprised if the first few times you, you put your show out there, you don't get as many views as you want. But once again, you got to remember why you're doing it, what, what this is for, what it's all about. If you're looking more the audio format, so I do have a podcast hosting website. There's a whole bunch. You can Google them. The one I use is Buzzsprout, but there's other Podbean. There's a whole bunch of them. Google them. Uh, a lot of them have free trials or different options. So you could potentially host, you know, X amount of hours per month you get for free. Some of them, they will keep all of your podcasts on file. Some of them, there's a limit, so then they disappear after that. But what's lovely about these podcast hosting sites, so similar to when you host your website, they do a lot of the work for you. So they are in contact with all the Apple and the Spotify and everything like that. So every time you update it with them, they update it with all those places. So your, your podcast will start getting out there. It will be out there for other people to listen to. And then I also have my own website because I think that's where you are going to make those real connections, right? Sometimes putting your show or your podcast out there, whether it be on, on a hosting site or on YouTube, it's, you don't really get to connect with those people as much where if I say like, come back to my website, come back to me. Once again, I always feel like your website is your, your business card. So that's where you get to really chat with people and connect with them, uh, potentially sell to them, potentially grow who, who you are, what your story is, what your brand's all about. So I do have my website as well. Then I'm always like, come back to come join me. Cause that's where I find you can make those real connections happen. Okay, your next step, and to be honest, this was the hardest one, was you need to share your podcast or your show. And it's funny because I, I do feel like I'm probably an extrovert. I do feel like I love to perform. I love to entertain. I can stand up in a crowd and, you know, chat or do whatever. Probably in almost any scenario, I feel kind of comfortable doing that. But when I recorded my first episode, I first of all, like I said, I had gone back and forth. I was nervous. I put, I put it all together and it was done. That was fine. That was the easy part. When I shared it with the world, it, it was, it was weird. It felt, it, I felt so vulnerable. It, it was just a very different sensation. I think because it was something that I was like, being open with, being honest with, um, sharing stories with people, telling, you know, what I thought the show was going to be about, um, and really just being vulnerable, right? It was, it was new for me. It was very interesting. So when I first started sharing it, I just posted it on my Facebook. I put it out there, but it honestly felt so strange. It felt like I, I was naked to the world. Like it felt so, so different. 
but the response was incredible. I had people right off the bat just telling me, oh my gosh, they loved it and this and that. And it was, it was a very, very cool feeling. Um, but I would say that was very, yeah, it was, a, it was a totally different experience than I had expected. I guess I hadn't really thought about it, but sharing it is very important. And then continuing to share it. I saw find sometimes I probably could spend more time sharing this show. And one of the best things about having a podcast or a video show show, it makes this content live longer. So if your purpose of creating a show is to build a business or build your brand or build your reputation, then it is a great resource to have. It was one of the things that fueled me when I first started is I wanted to create something that could build what was next for me, what was my next step. So it is something that you you have to think about when you're creating it, but it also is something that really is motivating. If you know, wait, this is what I wanna do, this is why I'm gonna do it, it makes your content live so much longer, right? So instead of spending so long making reels that are gonna last for a day and X amount of people see, you could create this content that can continue and, and be shared and shared again. There's still times when I'm chatting with people and I'm like, oh yeah, I did an episode about that. And they're like, episode for what? And then I'm like, oh my God, my show. And then I send them the link, right? And then you start these conversations all over again. That would be a little side tip, by the way. If you are creating a show, I suggest you try and keep each episode pretty, uh, pretty general when it comes to dates and times. And why this is important is once again, then that content can live on, it can continue, right? If I had a show and I was like, today is this day at this time and this happened, then it's not gonna be as exciting when someone listens to it like a year later or three years later or six months later. So keeping shows pretty general to like the idea of the show or the concept or the message of the show rather than the specifics of the day and the time and the time of year and all of that, right? So that's just a little side tip. I hope you use that one. Next up, after you shared your show, and I was gonna say this is the hardest, but I kind of said that one was the hardest, so I can't say it again, is you have to be consistent. So when you are thinking about, you know, who am I speaking to, what is the show gonna be about, you also have to be really, really realistic of like what you can commit to. I knew from the beginning, at the time, I was committing to once a week, right? Yes, there's times where I can batch content and I have a bunch of things ready to go and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. But there's also times where I'm like, oh my God, my show needs to come out this week and you know, my guests just bailed or my kids are sick or I'm sick or I'm, you know, I'm on vacation or technology doesn't work. There was a point where the internet in my house was so bad, I was going to my friend's house multiple times a week to upload because I had said I was going to do this every week, right? So consistency is so important when you create a show, audio, video, whatever, consistency, because you want your audience to get used to it. You want your audience to know, hey, a show is gonna come once a week on this day. Hey, I can't wait until it comes, right? If you do it once every month or once every four or five, I don't know, if you do, not on consistency, people can't get excited. People can't get used to it. Can't People can't put it into your routine. So you have to decide what you can handle. I would also say though, don't let 
the commitment and consistency scare you. I had this beautiful person who was on the Femme Network, created the show, so incredible. And then life happened. There's a lot of stuff going on. There was an emergency with her family. So she just said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm out. And it's like, oh, but you are so good. You have so much to say. We love your voice. So instead of just saying I'm out, like, why don't you decide it'll be once every two weeks or even once a month, but whatever you decide, keep it consistent and don't let that commitment scare you because you can find ways around it. You can try and make time and batch content and, and figure it out, but definitely keeping consistent with your shows are very important. Now, if you are thinking of doing a show and maybe you're thinking of having a guest. So one of the things I would suggest when you are inviting guests on your show, this is where it comes in handy. You need to know your audience, right? So the first thing you can say when you reach out to people is, hey, this is my show. Here's who I speak to. And if those two things align, well, then that person probably will want to come onto your show. You can create like a one page sort of guest information sheet, give them all the information. I will say one of the things I love to do when I have guests on is I give them some tips and tricks about being in front of the camera. I have a new course coming out very soon about that very same thing. I also like to give some starter questions. So I know for me, I'm not a big script person, but I know kind of just chatting on the fly isn't everyone's jam. So I do always give them some starter questions and say, this is where we're kind of going to start. We may go all over the place, but at least it gives people something to kind of hold on to. It gives them that little bit of structure that they like. And some of my people will write full on answers. They will have prepped it all. They will know what they really want to say. They will have key points they, they want to get back to. And I love that, right? So it's giving people what they need to make them feel comfortable. The other thing I do with my guests is I don't do a lot of prep with them. I find sometimes if you chat off camera for too long or off mic for too long and then you hop on, sometimes it's not as fresh and fun, right? I wanna hear those stories for the first times when you guys hear them as well. So that's one of my things, but having guests on my show are so, so fun to have. The only other thing I would say with guests is you wanna let them know what your expectations are, timeframes, like just be open, honest, have those conversations. Like say, I'm at the end, I'm gonna share the show, right? Don't, don't, don't make promises you can't keep. That never looks good in any kind of business. So just another suggestion, but having guests on my show are one of my favorite parts for sure. Well, my friends, that's kind of it. Those are the ins and outs. If you are considering at all creating a show, whether it be a podcast or a video show, you want to learn more from me, you want to chat about my experience, I'd love to hear from you. You can check out therenaissancemama.com, find me on Instagram at Courtney Renaissance Mama. But I think podcasts are totally here to stay. I think streaming shows like this one and The Femme Network are also here to stay, right? We have seen through the years people with reality shows with, you know, not we're not looking for that polished perfection anymore. We're looking for open, honest conversations. So if you're looking to create a show and you want to learn more, like I said, check me out. And if you want to see some more incredible shows, you know where to go. Check out the Femme Network. Okay, friends. Thanks for now. Bye for now, friends.